Welcome to the Ministry Story Podcast. Today is Tuesday, May the 3rd, 2011, and this is episode number 17. And today's episode has gone mobile. Uh, I'm recording this podcast from a very unique place. I'm sitting actually in my car. Yeah, that's right. I'm recording it from within my car while I'm sitting parked alongside the Pacific Ocean in Huntington Beach, California. So being a guy from the east coast of Canada, being here in California in the beginning of May is absolutely spectacular. I mean, it's been a fantastic day. Not a cloud in the sky. The sun is shining. It's about 27 degrees, and I am in a really, really good place right now. But I didn't say that all, all of that just to uh, tease you although I I know that it does tease you a little bit. But I wanted to try something a little different today. I'm recording this podcast solo because I'm at a conference. And the conference starts tonight and tomorrow and Thursday. And it's called the Cultivate Conference. And it's a conference specifically designed uh, for church communication and technology people. And so this is my first time to this conference I am really looking forward to it, and the best part is I'm certain that I'm going to meet some fantastic people that I'm going to be able to record some future podcasts with. Uh, So I have my podcasting equipment with me, and I thought I would take this opportunity to record one solo to tell you a story, a story that I've been wanting to tell for a really long time. Today is May 3rd, and May 3rd is the very first day of me being 100% solely, completely, totally on my own in business uh, with ministrystory.com. I wanted to give you a little bit of the background, a little bit of the picture. This is something that's been developing for a long, long time. And yes, I've been doing Ministry Story for over a year now. But uh, there's a little bit of background that I wanted you to know about as a listener and so that it can show you a little bit about the working of God in your life, even when you're not sure that he's there. And, uh, and maybe hopefully some of this story will be a little bit of an encouragement to you because it's an incredibly big encouragement to me. And it's a part of me and a part of my story that I've been wanting to tell uh, for since I started this whole process, since I, I started recording the podcast at the beginning of the year, but I really couldn't say a whole lot until today. So let me give you a little bit of background. As many of you know, I've spent uh, the entire tw- previous 20 years of my career in the educational publishing business, and I worked for a number of different companies, and uh, I did a variety of sales and market- marketing positions. I've lived in Toronto. I did stuff for companies based out of Halifax, and uh, I've had a really you know fulfilling career in a lot of ways, and it was a very successful career, I think, um, in corporate perspectives. Um, I accomplished a lot. I worked with some fantastic people. I worked for some great organizations and I learned a lot and was able to put my marketing degree to work in the corporate setting. But what you you need to know is that for a very long time I have had this passion, this desire to work in an entrepreneurial setting. I've wanted to get away from the corporate world and run my own business. But not just for the sake of being a business person and working in business and helping businesses. My heartbeat for a very long time has been to help churches, as many of you know. And so about 
two years ago, I really felt the desire growing in me to want to leave my corporate job and start up a business that would really and truly help pastors and church leaders communicate with greater effectiveness, impact, and excellence so that churches could thrive. Because as you've heard me say, I really honestly believe that the church has the greatest story on the planet to tell. And it's been, as a church leader myself, and having worked in churches and having worked with churches in a couple different capacities, particularly in the last decade, I, I've been frustrated because I know that the church can do better. And so it's been my desire, my heartbeat, to want to help them. Well, a couple of years ago, I started that process, and I think God started that process in me. And so I started up this company to, even back then, I started about two years ago, starting to work in very uh, minor ways and very small ways with a few select clients, a few select churches in my quote-unquote spare time. So I was working full-time in, in the days and with this publishing company, and then I was working with a church or two along the way in the evenings and on weekends to help them and to sort of learn the process of what would it be like to actually work as a career helping churches. And so as I did that more and more, I started to get more and more enthusiastic about the opportunity and the possibility. But at the same time, I started to get a little bit scared. You see, for 20 years, I've had a paycheck show up in my bank account every two weeks, and there's a lot of security in that. And I made really good money, and I had really good benefits, and it was safe. And leaving and going on your own is not safe. And so I tried to work a little harder, and I, and I was really building and building and building the business, and at the same time still working in the, in the corporate job because I was afraid to let go. And the more I did that, and I was kind of moving along, working towards the intention of making a decision in early January 2010 to decide that I might leave. But in the fall of 2009, I was just working so hard between the, work, the publishing position, the church marketing stuff, doing some things, uh, of course, in servantship within the church that I was in, that uh, I really started to get exhausted. And some of you listening to this probably can relate to that, but the reality was I just kept pushing myself and pushing myself, and I was going, you know, pretty much all day, every day, with a little bit of a break on Sunday afternoons. And when you do that for a long period of time, um, your body doesn't like it. And um, maybe even the older you get, and it's not like I'm that old, but the truth was I was just wearing myself out. And I won't say that I hit the point of burnout, but I certainly hit the point of exhaustion. And in October 2009, I was the exhaustion and the tiredness started to manifest itself with some really bizarre physical symptoms. And there were some strange things going on, so I ended up going to my doctor. And my doctor said to me, he said, you know what, what's happening here is your body is literally crying out for rest. You're overdoing it. The stress from your corporate job is playing a big part in that, but all the other stuff you're doing as well is piling in on top of that, and your body just needs rest. Your mind needs rest, your soul needs rest, and you just health-wise all around just need rest. So he sanctioned me to a 30-day rest leave, which actually ended up causing me even more stress because there was a certain pride within me that didn't want to admit that I was weak. 
didn't want to admit that I couldn't handle it. And uh, I was forced into a situation where I had to call my employer and tell them that I had a doctor's note that was mandating that I leave for a rest leave for 30 days. Well, the short version of this story is, is that that 30 days grew to 60 to 90 and ended up being a four-month total package rest leave. And fortunately, I had, as part of my benefits, a short-term disability or short-term leave benefit that allowed me to do that and still get paid. At the Towards the end of that four-month period, I had a little prayer retreat. I took two days and I spent some time talking to God, listening, reading the Bible, just shutting off all technology, no TV, no internet, no phones, no people, just two days of just me and quiet solitude alone with God to listen. And in those two days, I battled with a lot of my fears because the thought, what I was thinking was my leave is about to end in two weeks. I really do want to leave and go and do something for you, God, completely, but I'm really kind of scared. And I was scared. Um, And I was scared simply by the fact that I was being held kind of hostage or captive by the desire for security in my salary. That was it. Plain and simple, the salary and the benefits was the only thing that was holding holding me down to this publishing job. So I was contemplating leaving and quitting, But at the same time, I was afraid to leave now that I was confronted with it face to face. Now, what happened was after this two days, I really got a sense. One of the things that I was really struggling with was, can I go and work mostly with churches? Because my real passion, my real heartbeat would be, if nothing else, I would give all of my time to help God's church. But the fear factor was really welling up within me because what was happening was, I started thinking, but churches don't have money. They don't have budgets for marketing and communication and websites and strategy. And, and, and so if, if they can't pay me, how am I going to live? I mean, every church that I had talked to said they wanted to do something, but most of them didn't have a budget line for it. And so as I was praying this through, I felt God saying to me, you're buying into a lie that churches don't have the finances to do this. You just need to start educating them on what marketing really is, what telling their story really is all about, what, why it's necessary, what tools they can use, and how that can benefit them and benefit the kingdom of God and benefit people who need to hear the great news of Jesus Christ. So I came out of that retreat and I talked things through with my wife and, and, and I was determined I was going to resign within two weeks when my rest leave was up. And one of the things that had happened while I was away is I'd kind of heard that there was a possibility that the position I had had been given to somebody else and they'd hired somebody on a contract basis. So I wasn't even 100% sure what I was going back to. So my wife said, why don't you just wait and see uh, when you go back on the, on the Monday in March that you're supposed to go back, why don't you just wait and see what they're going to ask you to do even? And then if you want to resign, after you hear that, then resign on the Tuesday. So on the Monday, I was scheduled to go back. That Friday afternoon, my boss, the vice president of the division I worked for, he called me and he said that he was coming out east anyway uh, for another reason and that he wanted to meet with me over coffee. So he did that. And, uh, and we met up on that Monday. And uh, what happened? 
really totally blew my mind. Uh, they had decided that they were going to restructure and that I was no longer needed in the capacity that I had played the roles with them before. And they were essentially letting me go. They had terminated my position and they were giving me a severance package. And what was so amazing about that was is that they didn't know that I was prepared to resign the next day. And so here I am sitting in this, uh, in this restaurant of sorts, being told that I'm being let go. And they're very upset that in some ways they're upset, I think, that, or they think that I'm going to be upset that, that I'm being let go. But in, in reality, what was happening was I was absolutely bursting with excitement, joy, and blessing because I could see that here I was being given a severance package that was going to help finance the startup of my new business, my startup to help churches communicate with greater excellence. How cool is that? You can just imagine how excited I was and how what an affirmation this was to me from, from God that, that he was not only interested in using me, but he was going to look after me and he was looking after me immediately. Well, yesterday, May the 2nd, was the last day of my severance package. And as part of that, I wasn't allowed to tell my story. I wasn't allowed to say anything. I wasn't allowed to share any of the details. And I'm not really going to get into any more details than what I've shared. I just wanted to encourage you that in the midst of our fear, in the midst of my fear, and, and thinking that, I, how was I going to do this on my own? The cool part was God already had a plan, and he could even use the corporate um, you know, the corporate setting that I'd come from to help accomplish what he was going to accomplish. So since that time, I've had my paycheck. I've been able to put into place all the pieces of my business. I've been able to network with a lot of new churches and great leaders. And I've been able to begin and even complete a lot of really great projects in the last year. And so that's, that's really my story, is that in the midst of my weakness as a guy, in the midst of my weakness and fear as a man, God still had a plan. And it was much bigger, much more spectacular, much more encouraging and providing and blessing than I could ever have imagined. So here today I sit very healthy physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. I've been taken very good care of for the last year and a half. I've had all this time to kind of piece these things together. God has connected me with some really neat men and women who have helped to to formulate and and help me think through various pieces of my business and uh, and here I am and I'm 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 starting full out and I'm completely on my own. And now what's also interesting is here the very first day that I am on my own uh, and and when I say on my own I clearly I'm no, no longer on my own. My boss is God. How cool is that? I get to work for God and he's orchestrating everything. And you know what the interesting thing about that is is that you're in the same position. Your job and your provision is being provided for by God and you know that instinctively, but a lot of times you don't act like it and neither do I. But today is the start of a new chapter for me. Today is a start of I don't have any more paychecks coming from the corporate world. Now all of the resources that I get come from whatever God's going to provide for me through the opportunities he connects me with in ministries, with churches and pastors and leaders, and even some small business people, many of whom have been Christian, as it turns out, 
who need help in their marketing, communication, storytelling, strategy, all of that stuff. And so now I'm embarking on this really cool career that is all about helping get the message of Jesus embedded and communicated with greatest effectiveness and clarity. And I couldn't be in a happier place. And I hope you can hear that from my voice, and I hope you know that from my story. And that's the part that I wanted to really share last January when I first launched this, but I just wasn't able to. So I figured on my first day of, quote-unquote, freedom from the corporate world, I can now tell the story, and I want you to know it so that you can understand what my heartbeat is, what I've been through, that um, what my real passion is, and that is to help the local church, to help a leader like you a pastor or a church leader or a ministry leader uh, or even a Christian business person to help you realize what God's story is in your organization and how you can embed that and communicate that most effectively. So there we are. That is it for today. Uh, I have a couple really great podcast recordings lined up while I'm here in California And so the next couple weeks are going to have some great guests with some great stories of their own and with some great uh, tips and, and, uh, and some feedback that they can give you, some suggestions, some wisdom that they're going to share about how what they've learned about different aspects of marketing and communication and technology as it relates to the local church. So until we get a chance to speak again next week, I just ask that you would continue to focus yourself on your ministry stories and make sure that you're communicating it with the greatest level of effectiveness, impact, and excellence. Could this be-